Welcome to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D adventure about four heroes on the greatest quest of all, to find true love. Last time on Romancing the Dungeon. You were in a cage in a very empty warehouse. They, we gotta go. They did something. It was Nana and she didn't know me. We'll get them back. Faceless ones, we die. We we don't give up. Her pleasure. <laughs> There's an explosion. You see Marilla. Nobody grabs my knee. What the fuck are you doing here, Mom? The half-elf, uh, and he's gonna lunge for Marilla. Marilla has gone white. Nathaniel. Shit goes boom. And the, the warehouse <laughs> just lights up. You all arrive back at, at the Copper Rabbit. I grab Cloda and like give her like a, a smooch. We haven't got time. That flatstone prick. He's got himself a monster. Sykes is pointing at a, a southeast wall. That's your way. Can your brother help with this? I'm gonna go to him. Yeah, I can tackle. Hephaestus, you see Fia's face flush. You hear a voice. Tick. Talk. Hephaestus. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems, at least your daily ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamier, dirty, dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Graypurse, founder, CEO, and love wizard. And why not try our app now available on Sending Stones? <laughs> why bother making conversation when you can just present the best version of yourself in the false hope of finding a like-minded catfishing soul? To get started, please fill out the attached questionnaire. Question 21. What is the most romantic thing you have ever done? I once organized an orgy for an ex of mine. Does that count? How could it not? <laughs> uh, this thing's tidbit the most romantic thing that Payne has ever done for anyone was actually not for himself. I uh, reunited a married couple, this uh, lovely couple who had spent years and years apart and finally brought them back together. And now they're living happily on the same plot in a nice, uh, beside a church. And it's really picturesque and lovely. And it was very romantic. So this this one guy I was seeing, I could see that he was he was really, really stressed out from work. So I decided one day to cheer him up. I, I would go to his house. I tidied the place up. I changed his bed sheets. I watered his plants. Uh, I decided to make his favorite meal for him. I laid it all out on the table and then left. He was so surprised when he came home. It was amazing. The most romantic thing I've ever done. Um, it's hard to say, really. There's a there's a song I play uh when I meet someone and I generally swap the names out. Um, and, and each time the girl always says it's the most romantic thing that's ever happened to her. So we'll go with that. Bravo. <laughs> we left the last episode with Fia and Nate heading to her home, Burbage and Sons, to seek out Quillo and to get some answers. It's not going to take you that long to get there, but you're still being quite cautious Festa and Thane, you were behind in the Copper Rabbit. Thane, you were on first watch. And Festa, you had gone to bed kind of in a mood. Would that be safe to say? <laughs> That's always safe to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Some mood <laughs> of some description. We're going to start with Thane. You've kind of 
pitched yourself up beside a low uh, burning fireplace. It's you're kind of taking care of it, but you're not adding anything to it. So there's just kind of a kind of a warm orange glow off of it. Yeah, it's it's only been maybe about fifteen minutes since the gang have left, but you watched as kind of Hefesta went upstairs to bed without kind of saying anything. So it's just you down here in the copper rabbit on your own. I kind of let my watch kind of stay normal for maybe the first hour, just keeping an eye on the doors and the windows and just settling in. But when the fire starts getting low, I tune it up with a create bonfire and I sit down in front of the fire. Uh, I take off my glove and I put it over my chest and I concentrate really, really hard trying to communicate with someone I really, really hate. Yeah, you, 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 again, you're holding this uh, this hand kind of close to your chest, and you're you're kind of concentrating on her and the the feelings that sort of erupt uh, or erupt. It kind of sounds that it happens fast. It's it's an ooze. It's a very very slow ooze that sort of swallows you. You're staring into the fire, and you haven't realized it, but there's sort of a uh, a wafting of thick grey smoke just sort of dribbling out of the fire and suddenly you kind of find that as you kind of look around you you see that this room that you're in the the, the downstairs of the copper rabbit it's there is a a fog of, of smoke and just moving through it very very slowly you just see a shape as as it moves the smoke moves around it and that's what kind of gives you the hint that you are no longer alone down here her form emerges from the smoke and you see the grey lady dressed head to toe in what looks like sort of a, a wedding gown, her face covered in a veil and the smoke trailing behind her. Uh, I pause for a second and I look at her like I'm not interrupting anything. Oh my, no, I was simply waiting for your word. All right, yeah, we should we should probably talk about this job. Well, it's it's been some time. I You can blame the Fae for that. Um, didn't really have much of a hand in it but we're nearly there we're going to be going to her sometime in the next day what do you think maybe more about a trade than a deal because I think this could work out well for the both of us it's been some time Thane and I've missed you so entertain me with your little trade a heart for a heart. How about that? We can start there. You're saying if you give me the Flatstone woman's heart, I return yours to you? Think of how much better I'll be at all this if I'm back working at, I don't know, let's call it full capacity. She pulls the veil back slightly just so you can see her lower jaw and her mouth. Hear my words, Dane. And listen very, very carefully. And she pulls back from the table and her fingernails scratch into the wood. And as she lifts her hands up in front of her, just you just see a ball of smoke roll and spin violently in front of her. There, just right in front of you, is a beating heart. Tane just kind of instinctively leans forward towards it and catches himself. I own this. And she kind of balls her left hand very, very slowly. Give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, that's a 22. You feel a tightness in your chest as if somebody has reached in uh, and is just squeezing your lungs. I 
appreciate the conversation. And she lets go of the hurt. No, it's good. I feel like we should always check in with each other. It's always good to have open dialogue. Let me know how you're feeling. You know how I'm feeling. Well, right now, I feel like I really want the Flatstone heart. And if I don't get it, Dane, maybe I'll take fancy to somebody else's. And just with her right hand, she twists the smoke between them. And a face forms just beside her. The face of the woman from your dreams. Why do you keep doing this? Because it's fun. Now, is there anything else, or...? No, I Actually, no, actually, there is an important thing. How will I get this to you? Like always, Thane, I watch you, and I will be waiting. All right, have fun at your... whatever you are at. I feel like we're parting on... on such... Sad terms, Dane, and I don't want you to hate me, so I'll give you something. Come closer. She's literally outstretching her arms for an embrace. Just like straighten my back and just take a deep breath and give her a little embrace. As you wrap your hands around her, you actually feel the skin slip. The bones inside move. It's like they're suspended in, like, jelly and ash. And you can feel her sticking to you. And then she plunges her fingers into your back. They're digging. Like, they're actually digging. Her nails are digging into you. She keeps going. And then you can actually feel her touching your ribcage. That's the spot. And she just pulls her fingers straight out. And she takes a step back. Goodbye, thing. The smoke just... It literally rushes towards the fire. And the bonfire goes out. And all that's left is just embers. There's ten holes uh, in the back of your shirt that she has just bore her hands and nails into. Your back feels wet. Uh, You can feel kind of blood trickling down. Uh, Give me another constitution saving throw. This time with disadvantage. Oh, six. Your current hit points have been reduced by three. But as you kind of stumble back and you're checking, it feels like something is chipping and gnawing and just hammering away at your at your bones. And then your, your chest starts to get tighter and tighter. It's almost as if your ribcage is expanding. And then you just feel the skin rip as bone just completely emerges. You have been given bone plating plus three AC. Oh, that's really wet. Minus two to your charisma. Minus two, so So now I'm at seven charisma. Yes, so you're minus two, you have a minus two to all all your charisma rolls. Which is kind of what's been happening anyway. Yeah, Yeah. now it's just literally happening. (laughs) How much cover-up can I get for this? (laughs) As in, like, if you put put new armor, it will cover, but, like, you feel weird. I still got a weird vibe. Um, (laughs) Consult your doctor, the hardening has not gone away. (laughs) Oh, lordy. Thane's feeling a bit weird right now, kind of uncomfortable in his body, and he just kind of sits back by the fire and pokes at it for a little bit, thinking. Fia and Nate, just around the same time you've arrived at Burbage and Sons, you notice the door to the apartment. You don't even have to roll for it. It's been booted in. 
immediately I draw my short bow. Like, not as carefully, uh, carefully as I would. I go to try and find Quilla because I'm worried. I'm really worried. Nate, you just see Fia draw a weapon and kind of bolt for the door. I Yeah, I'll, I'll pull my rapier out and run after You rush in into the house and, Nate, you're kind of following behind. You've never been to the store before or, or to, to Fia's house. There's just stuff everywhere. There's giant vases. There's paintings kind of stacked on the floor on top of each other. There's some weapons in the corner. You're pretty sure you just saw that stuffed fox wink at you. There's just <laughs> there's just a lot. Like there's just a lot of everything. Rushing in, you see that the place has been trashed. No, 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 no. Quillo, Quillo. No, where is he? Where it, it, is he? It, where it, is he? It, okay, just let just let's just stop for a second. Okay, let's just no. we, we we've got to look for clues. We got to we can we can sort this. Okay, okay. It's, it's it's okay. It's okay. He's just okay. he's just, all I've got left. Okay, <laughs> look look at me for a minute. Look at me. Okay. Okay. Is there anyone out there that I don't know had a grudge against Quillo or like what's 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 the deal? Uh, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. That to be fair. Okay, so um, that's not helpful then. It could have been Roderick. It, he recognized me. Do you remember? He recognized me. He knows my brother. Oh, okay. Um, do what? Do do you want to go back to? Can the I see, can I see if I can figure anything out from from what happened here? Give me investigation checks if you want. Nine. Fifteen. Fia, you're kind of you're 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 looking, but you're not seeing anything. It's that sort of like you can't fix on any kind of particular yeah. area or anything like that. Nate, there's two things. You do notice a small kind of little trickle of blood on the floor that kind of leads into it through a doorway. Second thing you notice is, yeah, stuff is broken. None of it looks expensive. Um, I'm going to discreetly uh, follow this trail of blood without Fia seeing. Uh, give me a stealth, just well, and I'll give you advantage just because you're a. I'm freaking out, yeah. Useless, apparently, in um, times of crisis. Uh, Twenty four. Fia, you're you know you're checking every room. You're going to the kitchen. You're having, you've kind of lost sight of everything. You're in a state of panic. Nate, on having seen the blood, uh, you kind of move in, and they're half sprawled on a king size bed. You see a uh, a shader kai elf lying there breathing. Fia, Fia, Fia? Yeah, yeah. Fia, uh, get, get in here now. Um, I, I rush over. There uh, on his bed, you see Quillo. He's uh, just breathing really badly. Like it's, he's very wheezy. I, I rush over to him and I start, I start keep repeating his name and I start kind of checking him to see where the blood is coming from to see if how badly he's injured. Give me a medicine check. 15. You can see that as you kind of go to check him out, you see that his face is very, very swollen. Uh, his right eye... It's literally kind of almost closed up. There's a gash over that and that seems to be where the blood has been coming from. But his lip is also has been split um, and his nose looks slightly wonky. I run back into the kitchen. I grab a a cloth and soak it in water and I bring it back and start kind of dabbing his face to try and clean him up. (sighs) Sorry, sorry. They, they didn't get you then. They did, but we got away. He hoists himself up on his elbows uh, onto the bed, kind of a take everything in. What are you, what are you doing back here, Fia? We came looking for your help, and it's a good thing we did come back. Was it Roderick? How do you know Rotfinger? He captured us. He he takes the cloth from your hands, and he's kind of bundled it up, and he's now kind of pressing it over his eye. What have you got yourself into, Fia? Uh, it's it's a it's a long story, but Norris Flatstam hired Roderick and the Faceless Ones to... Nate, give me an insight check. To capture us because we're trying to get 
Eugenia back and safe from him, his sister. 16. When Fia said Norris's name, you just, you noticed briefly his body language shifted a little bit. It's not that he tensed up, but he, he reacted to the name. Sorry, you're involved with the Flatstones. Yeah. Is that why your face is plastered on every poster in the city? Yeah. And who's this guy? This is, this is my friend Nate. He's Eugenia's husband. What's up? Okay, clearly Roderick hit me too many times in the head. This makes no sense. Why would Eugenia Flatstum marry, and no offence intended, but that? And he points at Nate. Offence taken. <laughs> uh, they're, in, they're in love, Quillo. I'm sorry. That's, that's their business. Um, we're, we're his friends and we're trying to help him get back to her. But Norris... Norris wants to hurt her. He wants to take over the Flatstum estate by any means necessary. And it's not the first time he's done this to her. I, I, I need a minute. Fia, could I... I think there might be some ice uh, in the cool box. Would you mind? And yeah. he hands you the, the rag. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I run out to get some. Whatever you've gotten my little sister into, if anything happens to her, I'm coming for you. And I have friends that can have you disappeared and nobody will find you in the hole they bury you in. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I can only do so much, but I think Fia is looking after me more than I'm looking after her, so. At this stage, I come back in with the ice in the cloth. Quillo kind of adjusts himself uh, a little bit, like he kind of tries to relax into the headboard. You've gotten yourself mixed up in something serious, Fia. I, this isn't something that I can, I can fix. My, my associates, they won't get involved with the Flatstones. This is the death wish. If you've pissed off that wheezy little prick Norris, that man has more money than sense and he will pay anyone to stop you getting his hands on his sister. I know, but we gotta try. We, we can't let him get away with it, Quillo. Imagine, like, if we had control over the city, we're all screwed. You must know something. Something that can help us. If he's got Rotfinger working for him, he's extended his reach into the city way further than I had thought possible. The faceless ones aren't exactly people you go to for a picnic. They mean serious shit, Fia. And you killed three of them. If this is what you want to do, then fine. But leave me out of it. What did Roderick want? He came looking to barter for Fia's life. He wanted 10,000 gold pieces for her. I refused to pay him. I I demanded he release her. When I wouldn't give him the money, he laughed. He said that you were dead and that I was next, that Flatstum has some big plan, and it didn't make any sense what he was talking about. What did he say exactly? That they're doing something the night of the Harvest Festival, when they would have had their big fete. We need to go back to the others and tell them this. Is there anything here at the house that might help us, that I could take? He rolls on his side a little bit and he reaches down to a side bedside locker and then he takes something out of it. And you just see a... It's a small um, emerald set inside a stone ring uh, and it's on a cord. Uh, He hands it to you. This was Mom's. What? She gave it to me the night she left. How come you never told me? Because it wasn't for you, Fia. She gave it to me. And now I'm giving it to you. 
but you had to go and ruin it. It'll keep you safe. Okay. Thank you. You can have a look around if you want. I don't know. Mum and Dad's old junk is still here, but it's it's in the attic. I've my head's killing me. I'm I'm. Would you just close the door? I'm 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 gonna get some rest. And Nate, remember what I said. He rolls over, puts the ice on, on the 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 locker, uh, and just kind of curls into the bed. I walk out lightly with the intention of going and seeing if I can find anything in the attic. Yeah, well, I, I suppose following up on, like, you sort of mentioned on my last investigation check that there were, like, the, the stuff that was broken, like, wasn't expensive. So is there, any, like, I suppose just to follow that thread okay. in some way, shape, or form? So you kind of wait for Fia to, she moves back out into kind of the hallway where the stairs were, um, and then you hear kind of a bit of scuffling, and then you just kind of hear her kind of scuttling up the wall, and she disappears into the attic. If you want to give me another uh, investigation check. 14. You notice on the table... There are two cups. They're both empty, but you see nothing spilled on the table. Yeah, I suppose um, I'm, I'm. I want to go back into Quillo. Yeah. Fia, do you want to give me a perception check? Ten. You're you're not. You don't really know what you're looking for. You kind. You're heading in one direction when there is just a small window, and it's casting a bit of light into the attic for you. As you kind of look out the window to have a look up uh, at the, the night sky, you see something in the cor- that corner of the room and it's just a tall black box, slender and covered in dust. I walk over to it and I reach out for the box and I lay it down gently to open it. When you do, it rattles. There's some- something. There's something in it. And what you notice is there is a slightly tarnished silver um, lock keeping the case shut there's sort of a felt coating on the box and just as you kind of lay it down in in the light you see that the felt has kind of been cut or shaved into grooves and you just see the head of a raven and a crown you open the box and there's just a flash of a memory You can see your hands and you're lifting them up and you're looking up at this woman with kind of just long, thick plume of purple hair tousled over bare shoulders and the shoulders are pulled back and you just see one arm pulling on a string and the face turns and there's just a flash of a smile from very soft, delicate pink skin and just these beautiful warm eyes just staring down at you and the head turns and you just hear the crack of string and an arrow fly loose and the memory's gone in the box set against this red interior velvet there is just a jet black longbow the silver head of a raven on the neck you have found the raven's talon when you take the bow in your hand it's it's light to the touch and there's a coldness to it as well. It's the, it's the same cold you feel when you find yourself standing in the shadows. And there's something at the edges, a trickle or a trace of magic in your left hand manifests a short black smoking blade. The Raven's Talon allows you to cast Shadow Blade once per night. Uh, Nate, you've gone back into the room, into Quillo's room. You see that 
he's drawn the, the, the covers over himself. Quillo, um, just, uh, just taking a look outside and, uh, God, that must have been really awful what happened. They trashed the place. There is no answer. I sort of take a step closer. Are the sheets sort of moving at all? Like, no. Can I listen out for a breath? Give me a perception check, yeah. That is a 21. You don't hear anything. You don't even hear like the rustling. You know, like if, if someone was asleep under the blankets, you'd hear them kind of even move slightly. I sort of grab the blanket at the end of the bed and I slowly just start to pull it back. It's just pillows. I'll open the curtains. Is the, is the, is the window open? Or? Nope, it's shut. I'll investigate, see if I can find okay. any. Give me an investigation check. That is a 19. Kind of as you kind of pull back the curtains to check to see if the window has been opened and he snuck out that way, just down the end of this uh, narrow alleyway, you just see a shadow move. I'll throw the blankets back on top of the pillows and leave. Um, as you're kind of heading back out of the room and shutting the door, uh, Fia, you've come down from the attic and you find Nate kind of coming out of Quillo's room. What are you doing? I just wanted to have a quick talk with Quillo, but um, yeah, I don't think he's kind of in the mood to see anyone right now, so... Yeah, just just leave him rest. We should get back to the others now. Yeah. Um, are you okay? I'm glad to know he's all right. He, he's he's all I've got left after Dad died and 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 Mom left us. It's he's all I got. You ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Festa, you went to bed a little while ago, but sleep hasn't come to you. As you lay there, even though you set it in your bag on the floor, you cannot take your eyes off of it and what's inside it. And your mind keeps going back to that obsidian dagger. Um, I'm going to actually get up and go grab it. I'm just... I guess I haven't really properly looked at it yet. Uh, give me an arcana check. 15. You hadn't really had the time to, to, to give this thing the once over. You, you've taken it from... The, the bag and it is so cold to the touch this isn't you know just steel that was left outside or you know left in uh, an empty warehouse this is this is something past that this is this is almost colder than ice as you hold the handle and the tip of the blade you see etched into it are just these runes and sigils give me a wisdom saving throw <laughs> uh, that's an natural one can I use that thing I have. Yeah, so you're using it's the Wheel of Fortune, the, the Fey Mark. Yeah, that yeah. thing. So you roll again? Yeah. 16. You recognise the, the symbols. It it just took you a little bit of time because they don't look the same. The pattern is different. After studying them for a bit of time you recognise them as the, the same runes that were drawn to form the sigils in the Temple of Devotion and Purity. I find that very interesting. Um, yeah, since I can't sleep, I think I'll just go downstairs and sit with Thane. You head downstairs and you you see Thane uh, standing with his back to you. He's kind of looking into the fireplace. I get like a weird vibe off him. Give me a perception check. 13. He hasn't noticed you at all. He, he seems to be completely lost uh, in, in, in whatever 
he's thinking about probably something ooky uh, mm. and not in a fun way. You see that the table behind him, there are very, very deep scratches torn into the wood. I just kind of clear my throat and walk down the steps a little heavier. Are you, um, okay? Me? Yeah. Um, it was a long day. Can you not sleep? No, I've got a bit running through my head. I kind of like pat the table with all the claw marks and I'm like, all right, you want to sit down? I guess I'll, I'll walk up and sit down. I'm just, I'm just looking at these horrible scratch marks in the table like what the fuck happened down here? You can see part of the, the table where the nails or wherever what it was that did the scratching into this. Parts of the timber have actually curled back. I just like flip a piece of that curled timber just kind of look at thing like... You know the way you have Evelyn and all your stuff? Yeah. I suppose I'm not too dissimilar. You want to talk about it? That depends. You going to punch me again? I haven't decided. You go to yours, mine kind of comes to me. They don't make me um, kill my friends, though. What friends? Thane just kind of like flicks at some of the chipped wood. I mean, Fia and I kind of get on okay. Fia gets on with everyone. Yeah, she's nice like that. She doesn't know better. Yeah, Thane kind of uh, takes his own small dagger and I'm like, so uh, what's yours like? Uh, yeah, I'll pull it out and I'll sit it on the table, but it's it's like on the edge of the table very close to me. And I just sort of sit it there. I don't really say anything. Uh, definitely looks nicer. What do you think about it? It's alright. I'm not much for stabbing. No, you kind of got you kind of get the other end of it and I kind of gesture a bit to her face where Morag got her. Yeah. So are you gonna do it? I don't know. I won't get in your way if you want to. I knew I could count on you. But I hope you'll really want to. For whatever you do, you do it for the right reasons. Is there a wrong reason to stab Nate? There's wrong, there's wrong reasons to kill people. But Nate... I feel like there's something somewhere beneath the hair and the tactfully placed piercings and the midlife crisis leather jacket that Somewhere past it all, there's something good to offer the world. Give them time, elves live long, you know. I've got another, what, 40 years? The way I'm going? Maybe 20? Maybe two? I mean, that just gives him more time to ruin more people's lives. Yeah, but also the other way around, you never know. Maybe Fia will be a good influence on him. Do you want to go get some rest? I can take watch. Yeah, I am super beat. Got a bruise on my face the size of a bugbear. And take my dagger as I go. Dane, as you were heading up the stairs and you just kind of make your way onto the landing, you hear the, the door to the copper rabbit. There's just kind of a slight knock. Hephaestus, uh, as you kind of open the door, standing in front of you, you see um, Nate and Fia. I catch Fia's eye, and I, I don't look at Nate at all, and I just sort of stand back and let them in. Any luck? 
Well, he can't really help us very much. Roderick got to him, beat him up kind of bad. Nothing at all? Not even information? He just said we're basically screwed, considering we're mixed up with Norris, but we already knew that. Yeah, we did. That's kind of all he gave us, really. From what I remember, I'm sorry, I was... It was I was pretty panicked, because when we got there, the pl- it, it looked like he was taken. It looked like he was gone, and... Thankfully, Nate found him. Um, Thane just went upstairs to rest. I can take watch if you want to rest as well. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. And I walk past her and head towards the stairs. Um, I'm going to walk behind the bar and just pick up some glasses and start giving a little polish and a shine and uh, just throw a little look over at Festa. Do not look at him at all. Hephaestus, um, I know things didn't really go well for us. And I haven't really been the nicest person to you um, lately or ever. But um, a lot has happened stuff that I I never even thought I'd have to handle it's put a lot of things into perspective for me even though I'm learning these lessons now that doesn't mean that it justifies all the things I did to you before I learned them and whether it means anything to you or not um I'm sorry. I'm just sort of sitting there twirling that dagger in my hands. And I sort of let the silence sit there for a second. And then I just stab the dagger into the arm of the chair. Don't. Just don't. And I take it back and I I just walk outside. I'll go to bed. Hephaestus kind of hearing Nate move upstairs. Uh, you linger a little bit longer outside just to kind of get some air into you. You just, you step back inside and you throw yourself into that armchair again, um, dragging it a little bit closer to the fire. And you, yeah, you throw, you, you can't be bothered going upstairs. Sleep comes to all of you. Hephaestus, uh, even you, like it's, your ex- exhaustion kind of has, has taken over and, uh, with the door bolted, and though you keep your eyes fixed on it, they do grow heavy and you fall asleep. You are all <laughs> pulled out of sleep. What literally only feels a few seconds later, but as your eyes blink open and you see that uh, daylight has, has broken uh, and the rooms are filled with uh, the morning sun, there's just a pounding uh, on the, the door downstairs and the festa kind of pulls you out of your sleep. Um, is there like a window I can peek out of to see who's at the door? Yeah, there is a rather stout, surly looking, quite tuft beard having 10 gallon hat wearing uh, <laughs> Arthur McGuckin uh, with kind of a fairly heavy bag kind of thrown over his shoulders. And he's Marilla, Marilla. He's just pounding on the door. Uh, I just sort of like groan and roll my eyes and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we don't need this. 
but I, I don't open the door. I crack the door and just sort of peek out, and I'm just like, what could you possibly want from us? Give me a strength saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> McGucket muscles. <laughs> Two. Seven. <laughs> oh, wow. Better than yours. <laughs> Um, as you crack the door open, uh, he's used to Marilla slamming the door on his face. <laughs> uh, he shoulders in, and you're kind of pushed back. Immediately on the table that you, you and Thane had been uh, talking up the night before, he just drops the bag on it, and uh, he goes to the bar, and he props himself up on the stool, and he's just huffing and puffing. What are you doing here? Do you work for Miss Mar- Can I Can I get a drink? No! Shut up down there, you bastards! <laughs> Marilla, you get yourself down here now. And like a few moments later, you kind of hear the, the hobbling uh, and the little hobbling around um, in Marilla's room. The door swings open and kind of bangs against the wall. <laughs> and uh, she's down the stairs a few moments later and you see that uh, she's kind of half in a nighty, half in her pants. She still looks quite pale and a little bit tired, but she's swinging the copper rabbit kind of over her head. What do you want, you bastard? <laughs> Marilla, Miss Marilla, please, a drink. And Marilla just... <sighs> and kind of waddles behind the bar and, and then she drops a, a mug on, on, on the table. It's all you get, you beast. I'm kind of curious about the commotion that's going on downstairs. I get up and head down to see what's happening. The rest of you following? Yep. Pain takes about 10 minutes. Yeah, you come downstairs, uh, Fia and Nate, and you do, yeah, you see Marilla kind of in her pants and in her nightie. Arthur is holding the, this this mug of brown ale uh, in his hand and he's just, he's sculled, he's sculled the entire cup. And Marilla just standing there with kind of her fists kind of on her hips, kind of looking up at him. Yeah, so the, the kids kind of throw themselves on the uh, on the table, like, like on various different chairs and stuff like that, and they're kind of rocking back and forth. And uh, Ike and Jess are looking at you, Nate in particular, kind of kind of wide-eyed and kind of salivating. Yeah, I go into the kitchen and start making some food. Um, Ike follows behind you. Not supervised. <laughs> okay, don't get in the way. Where? <laughs> um, and she's kind of dragging in a stool behind her as well. So you've, yeah, you've found some eggs, um, ham, a couple of fairly, well, at this stage, they're kind of that uh, fresh bread gets hard and a bit stale. I know exactly what I'm making. Yeah. <laughs> You're making? Croc madame. Oh, my who? Croc Madame. Croc Madame. So you're, you're, you're basically making Croc Madame. Ike is keeping you quizzically going, What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but is making mental notes uh, as to what you're doing because she's stealing the shit out of this recipe. Um, little shit, she's going to sell it. <laughs> sell it everywhere. The, yeah, Marilla just kind of like moaning as you walk by. Oh, morning. Mum. <laughs> she she kind of hits you with the copper rabbit as you as you walk by. Bone butt. Um, Marilla is just kind of looking perplexed at Arthur. McGucket, just s- s- slow down, slow down, sl- slow down. <laughs> and like McGucket pulls the mug away. You see that his beard is just his beard is just covered in beer foam. Miss Marilla, that and not to take your word from you, but that bastard has finally done it. The markets are gone. And he just stares down into the empty mug. What, what, what happened to the markets? Oh, uh, uh, he swings around rather well. 
Nat one, he falls off. (laughs) 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 That beer went straight to his head. He goes to kind of like spin on the chair a little bit of it, but his arse slides off of it and he lands on his arse. And Merlin just kind of, Merlin laughs to herself, stupid drunk beast. (laughs) Um, Kind of red in the face, he kind of scuffles up um, and pulls himself up onto the bar. Well, miss, and he he doffs his 10-gallon hat at you. McGucket. Arthur McGucket. Oh here we go. Pleased to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Entrepreneur, businessman, salesman, customer service agent. Say, ain't I seen your pretty little face somewhere before? Have you? Yeah. Maybe on one of them, them modeling posters. <laughs> Any wings? <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely not. I don't know. McGucket never forgets a pretty face. Have, have we met? Before? Havesta, have we met him before? We were at the temp. At the temp. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Sorry, miss. I, uh, I didn't see you there. You startled me. He was at the temple with us. He was at the temple, and his name is in that fucking book, and so is Eve's, and maybe someone should tell me what's going on. In the ledger? His yeah. name is in the ledger? Now hold up. Hold up. Hold, hold, hold them horses of yours, missy. And he, he actually comes to straighten himself up because he, like his shirt's hanging out and a bit of his belly is there. And he's, he's feeling a bit exposed and you scared him. Um, Good. The temple. The temple. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. you know, with the incubus and the succubus and the reason, like, this is happening. And I, like, pull my shirt back a little bit to show the, the claw marks across my chest. And I'm just like, you know, where we almost fucking died. Because the whole building collapsed. You sure that's where we met? Down the road from the sleeping bee. Oh, yes. And he just, he slaps himself uh, on, on the side of his thigh. I knew, I knew I recognised your pretty little mug. But, but what was your name doing in their ledger? Why were you buying from them? Oh, I was hoping to get some supplies. Healing potions? Healing potions? Really? We're not that stupid. Literally everybody worth their salt. In this city, that hawks them healing potions was getting them from them too. Who else? Do you know who else they were selling to? What are y'all y'all accusing me of? The the temple was run by an incubus and a succubus who had found a way to take basically the soul of someone out of them so they could feed on it. Why, pray tell, would a succubus and an incubus want to eat somebody's soul? I don't know, but they were doing it to people. They were making them like zombies. But I'm confused. What has this got to do with a potion? That was how they were doing it. And he, kind of, he just looks at Rilla very, very confused. I got an appointment with those two after Garthok put in a good word for me. He bought potions from the temple as well. His name was in the ledger too. He bought a lot. Marilla and kind of Archer kind of look at each other. Gartok, he's out of that business. He he sold all his stuff up. He sits on his fat gray ass, just getting fatter. Bossing every other merchant and stall. I'm sure the potions, if he's giving them to people, makes it easier for him to control them and boss them around. But I didn't get any of them potions you folk were there and well you you stopped them we, we stopped one of them 
Sykes kind of mentioned it last night that Nana and Rash were not themselves. It kind of sounds similar to how we found some of the, the followers at the temple. I think... I think maybe Ardash is still about doing this kind of thing. And I think he might be with Norris. At this point, Thane, you've kind of come downstairs to hear Fia saying that I think Ardash is down. When he eventually does come downstairs, uh, he's entirely clean-shaven and his long hair is gone and he just has kind of a bit at the top. Hey, morning everybody. How do we all sleep? Who are we talking about? Ardit, the guy we set on fire? Yeah. Um, I was kind of I kind of put it together last night when Sykes said about Nana and Rash not being themselves. I think... And he, that Norris had a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe they're trying to make those potions again. Especially if Norris tried to send her off to the convent. They're clearly buddy-buddy. They must be involved in some way. I, I, I don't know. And certainly seeing that councilman's name in the ledger, it's all looking rather fishy. I see Thane now all like shaven and hairless and I just like try to catch his eye and just raise my eyebrows like I know what a mental breakdown looks like <laughs> and it looks like that. All right, and break, it looks break. fabulous, but are you okay? I just kind of... And I say all of that with my eyebrows. <laughs> I, come, I, I come out with two trays and then mage hand carrying another tray Ooh. and then I see... Um, Thane and I go and I drop it and I go what the fuck happened to your face oh my god what do you mean it's still all here you look like a butter bean on legs what is going on Thane kind of like shirks his his long coat a bit and kind of ties it and he's like they just didn't want to look like the posters that's all that's clever What's for breakfast? I, uh, I I look at the the mess of crop madame on the floor and I go... Oh, no, I could that mostly scoop back onto the plates with you know, <laughs> no, with, with some dust and hair on it. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she goes, she's burying that back out of the tables. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, I need to process this for a minute and then I go back into the kitchen and go back cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's good orphanine is what that is. It's croc madman. <laughs> <laughs> cranky madman. <laughs> Speaking of cranky madman, I kind of look at McGuck and I'm like... Do I know you? We met him at the temple. That's it. Nice hat. Miss Marilla, what the hell is going on? I I came here for a bit of respite, to bend your ear a little bit. I find you looking like you got 12 sheets of shit kicked out of you by death itself. There's a bald lady in here. Um, and everybody else looks pretty. And then you've got all these little orphans. Now, I know, I know you were a fool for a good cause, but one, two, three... 57, two. <laughs> 14 orphans, Marilla. Uh, and Marilla's just like, yep. What the bloody hell is going on? I don't know, but I think it's pretty sinister by the looks of things. I think we I think we need to start getting ready to, to break into the Flotsam estate. I think we need to stop him as soon as we can. Whatever he's up to, it can't be good for the city. Well, you folks probably best not to go outside. Now that I see... You know, your faces. Y'all are the ones on them posters. Yeah. You folks wouldn't have had anything to do with that warehouse blowing up last night. Technically, Marilla blew it up. <clears throat> and Marilla just kind of shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all are damn set on getting yourselves out there and burning that rich people's house down and... Hats off to you, but uh, best think of a way to get yourselves out of the city because the guards are looking for you. 
Uh, Wait, he's he's right. Our face <clears throat> is, is everywhere. We don't have a disguise anymore. It's it's going to be really tough to get out of the city. McGucket's got some stuff if you're looking to buy. What kind of stuff, McGucket? Uh, he hitches himself away from the bar and he moves over to the table and he, he literally just pulls two cords at the same time and the bag unrolls. There's a couple of different things that you see. There's a very odd-looking feather-shaped cutlass. There's a small vial of what looks like a black powder. Uh, you see just an orb that's swirling a little bit like a snow globe. There's a ring, a very lavish-looking monocle, and then a couple of bottles of what looks like a healing potion. You can't be 100% certain just because it the colour looks slightly off. And there's a rolled piece of paper. Fia kind of has, has a glance over and seeing nothing really kind of catch her eye for what she has in mind for getting for herself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head out. I have an idea of a few things that I need to get. Um, does anyone want me to pick up stuff for them? Can I get some armour? Sure. Like, can you make sure that I look good in it? I'll try my best, yeah. I just, like, toss my bag of gold litter. All of it? Yeah. I, I, she's not going to take much. She's a little pussy. She's not going to steal my money. <laughs> <laughs> Give the rogue um, all your money. Be, uh, I'm not... I don't know whether to be insulted by Hephaestus or Amber at that one now, to be honest, anymore. Hey. <laughs> I love you really, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, just having a look at your card sheet, you've got 40 gold? Yeah. You actually owe her five gold for the armor. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know that. She'll figure it out. Yeah. I will when I get there. You're one of those people. Can you buy my um, bags? Yeah, sure. Here's a fiver. <laughs> Nate, Thane, do you want anything when I'm out? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need some armor as well. I'll throw her 50 gold. Uh, okay. Thane starts like ruffling through his coins. Like, if you see like a nice scarf or some good like... A, a pack of gemstones or something nice like that just five gold like no, you know if you see it it's fine and if not you know buy yourself something nice sure insane okay um yeah stones and a scarf the, the S and S it's easy to remember I, I I wrap myself up in the, the robe again just because it gives me the most cover and then I get the scarf and I bring it up over my nose or on my face to kind of guard as much of it as I can I think I'm going to head to um an armors that I know of that worked with my brother. He's quite discreet, so. Magoka kind of takes a, a kind of a step back and he kind of takes you in. You might have hidden your face, Missy, but you can't hide true beauty. I'm gonna go by. <laughs> yeah, you can't let that little one out there by herself. Ah, she's well able, and I put down a uh, croque madame for uh, Marilla. What's this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and she's kind of. Nudges it with her finger. Made it for you. Ah, oh, but seriously, what is it? <laughs> um, I will then say, um, and I was just wondering, is there any chance she can get me a discount with this guy? Yeah, I get you a discount. She tugs down her nighty a little bit. You know, she tugs it real low. <laughs> like, every time she does, it just bounces kind of back up. <laughs> uh, and she hitches her pants up a bit. And Marilla approaches uh, McGucket and just kind of puts a hand uh, on his lower back. And then you just see him, his, his body just kind of shivers for a second. like, Ooh. And he looks down and she looks up and she kind of blinks at him. And then she nudges, she kind of nuzzles up to him a little bit. And like, she's really close. Like, she's like really, really close into him. Like, she's kind of nudging him with her boobs a little bit. Or she's just kind of leaning really in. Mm. And then he's, what? You bastard. So, sorry, what are you doing to my mum? Yeah, what are you doing to his mum? Now, son, 
So there seems to be have some sort of miscommunication between your charming mother, yourself, and I. Now, I can do you some deal on these, but a man still got bills to pay. And Mrs. McGucket, well, she likes the finer things in life, like myself. What's this, uh, what's this thing here that I point at the scroll? This here is a bona fide, 100%, all the way from the Isle of Mystian spell scroll. Any winks? And, oh, can I, can I open it and have a little look at it? Yep, you can just see that it is the spell scroll for the, the spell blur. What's this going for? If you pop down to Penny Feathers, you'd get this for 225 gold pieces. But I like you, son. And I like your mother. I'll do you 150 gold pieces. And Murda's just like elbowing you. Take the deal, he's stupid. <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me think on it for a minute. Let me think on it. Nate, as you are, as you're kind of looking around, uh, Rayleigh just kind of whistles, we kind of just kind of up to you. What are you short? Um, like, um, six, six, 16 gold pieces. Oh. God damn it, you little And she hobbles around the bar. You just hear like a, the, the chest that she keeps the, the, the takings in and she rolls around it. McGucket, give the boy the scroll and throw in one of those lousy potions of yours as well while you're at it. And she fetches the 16 gold pieces. And she takes the bag off of you and she goes over and she pays him for it. She snatches the scroll out of him the way she snatches the, the, the bag from you <laughs> and she takes a potion off the table and then she just puts them into your hands and she just stands at the bar very cross. I, 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 I walk over to her and just sort of like, you know... <laughs> on the cheek I don't know if anyone's paying attention but Hephaestus does crack a very small smile <sighs> beast it's gonna have me poor in the house <laughs> Fia you've headed out and you're only on the second kind of side street when you notice uh, patrol guards give me a stealth check 20 unnatural yes okay they pass uh, they kind of cross the from the main road in front of you kind of up the side street leads onto the main street you find they're heading to the armorsmith. They're heading in the direction that you're going. So you're going to try and have to dodge them the entire way. Okay. Or you can go somewhere else. I think not risking it. I think Fia will go somewhere else this time. The entrance that you and Nate and Thane came through when you first arrived in the city, you'd come in through the market gate. This is where a lot of the, the larger businesses, uh, established shops and stores and smiths would have their premises you do remember an armorsmith, uh, Nina's. You've heard of it, but you've, you've never used her before. Okay. Yeah, I, I had for Nina's. Um, give me another stealth check. A 23. From the slum district up through Ashborough and Ashgrove, uh, you're making your way kind of towards that, that central street from the market gate that kind of leads directly to the quill. But you're using every side street and back alley that you know. You even have to hop a fence or two to kind of get there. You, you know you're kind of you're, you're in the right area because you can just see plumes of smoke coming out of three chimney stacks. While, there's a, while the yard is fenced off and it's a high iron fence, um, you can inside... Give me a perception check, actually. 13. You can hear uh, the sound uh, of, of a hammer striking an anvil. It's just like the clanging reverberating in this uh, this closed yard. But you also hear sobbing. Oh, um, I kind of approach and as I do, like 
fence is clo- the, the yard is closed off. Oh. So yeah. So I have to hop over the fence, or go around the other way. Try you could try the front entrance, or you could try jump the fence. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go around to the front entrance. Okay, there is a black dress ribbon pinned to the door, and just a small white card that reads "closed due to a funeral." Frick! I go back around to the fence, and I kind of clear my throat to grab that person's attention. They hear you, but they don't... You just cleared your throat. That could have been anybody passing. Hello? Excuse me? The hammering stops. Hi, um... I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm kind of in desperate need of a few things. I'm I'm very sorry, but we're, um... We're closed. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I... Oh. Um... Give me a moment. You you can hear the sound of like the, the hammering had stopped anyway, but then you hear this kind of a bit of moving and shuffling. There's a small uh, dwarf sized door uh, set into the fence uh, and you hear the rattling of metal and then the door kind of just squeaks open. Standing there, you just see this short red haired dwarf woman, red, red eyes that are just, they're like raw from crying. She's just covered in soot uh, and she's wearing thick, heavy overalls uh, and an apron. I'm, I'm very sorry. What exactly are you looking for? Um, I'm looking for some studded leather armour and some... I, I don't know if you have any speciality arrows. Um, oh, let me have a look. I'm very sorry. I'm just... Uh, and, and she gestures for you to kind of follow her into the yard. The, um... The, the leather's over there and she kind of points at just a pile of like leather armor that's just been kind of tossed in a corner. I'll have to go and have a look just to see what we've been stuck for arrows. I kind of go to reach out but realizing I don't really know her, I pull my hand back. As you go to pull your hand back, she just takes your hand like she's just, she needs a friend right now, Fia. Oh, having her do that, I, I, I kind of start rubbing her shoulder a little bit. We don't even have a body. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Did you? Have you lost someone? It's. It's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, God. oh, oh, oh! And I put my arms around her, give her a proper hug. Uh, she buries herself into you, like like you almost get knocked over. Like, yeah, yeah. And then she just blows her nose into you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like she's just a mess. <laughs> And they won't even look for him anymore. Oh, oh, Hod, what happened to you? I'm, I'm sorry. You were looking for arrows? Yeah. Oh, and she just starts to wipe the, the front of your clothes. And now there's just grease on, and snot on them now. She heads to the, she heads into the, the workshop uh, away from the yard and into kind of the storefront. Um, very dazed by what she said, I kind of turn towards the studded armor, and I'm just in my head. I'm like, no, 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 can't be him, can't be him. So you were picking up armor for yourself? No, I, I'm okay. I'm picking okay. for for um. Hephaestus and Nate. Hephaestus and Nate. Okay. Yeah. Um, just give me a perception check. Okay. Fourteen. You kind of pulled something from the pile. Like it, it looks like it would fit Nate well. Yeah, it looks to be kind of about his size, and that it would sit well on his shoulders. And that's what you're trying to concentrate on at the moment. Nina returns uh, a few moments later. 
we have some in stock, but uh, you'll have to come inside. Is that is that armor the one you're looking for? Yeah, I I, I need a second one as well. Oh, uh, take your time, lass. I'll be all right. You just Can you we... look. No, not at no, all. No, 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 Nina, Nina. I'll get by on my own. I always have. If you want to talk, it's okay. If you want to talk about him, like what 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 happened to him? <sighs> oh. About a month ago, he, he he went to work and we were meant to meet after and he just, he never showed. And it's not like him. There wasn't a word, there wasn't anything. He's, the, the guards, they checked his house and all his stuff is still there, but nobody saw him. He's just, he's just gone. And it's very strange. And I, like, I, he, and I, I just thought it was hard being foolish, but he just said, you know, a, a couple of days before he, he vanished, he he said he thought there was someone following him. I didn't believe him. And now he's gone. Oh, my heart. Nina, I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, you're all right, lass. You're a good one. You're a good one. City guard, the other hand. They, when that Flatstone woman went missing, that's all they gave to tosses about nobody cares about a lowly temple worker realizing it it is actually him Fia turns back to the studded armor to look for one for Hephaesta give me a perception check <laughs> even better um 25 yeah you basically just find this like freaking studded leather corset it's it's funky as fuck it's yeah it's Hephaesta I, I pick it up and I turn to Nina and I'm like these are really well made um, could I have a look at your arrows? Sure. Uh, and he, she brings you in uh, the, the back entrance to the shop. From under the counter, she just takes a uh, two kind of leather rolls and then she just un- unclasps them and out rolls these, these really, really well-made looking arrows. This is all I've got. Um, will these do? I look down and I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they do. What, what are these ones? Um, in your hands, you've pulled up it feels lighter, like there's, there's, it feels like there's something slightly off with the balance uh, in this. But as you pick it up and you hold it in your hand, there's just, it's just a little bit, you can hear just the faintest slosh inside. This is, um, this is something that I've been working on. The tip is hollow, you can put poison, uh, you can put alchemist's fire, you, uh, these filled, these are assassin ones. These ones... And you can see that they're heavier looking. The the arrowhead is spiked, um, like, and there's kind of like hooks on the spikes. Well, these will sunder any armor. And she she's kind of pointing at armor piercing arrows. Okay, I'll take both both of those with the two of these, holding up the studded leather armor to her. Uh, all in, lass. That's a uh, that's a hundred and ten. Okay, and I, I I pull that out. Oh, um. Would you have a pouch, by any chance? A small pouch. Sure, and she just yeah, there's a just a small leather pouch. Um, I'll take that too. I'll. You can have that. Oh, thanks. As she, as you're going to leave, you kind of she, she, she just goes, wait, one moment, please, please. Um, and she turns and she heads back over to the bench, uh, and she grabs something. She stuffs a piece of paper into your hand. It's uh, an artist's rendition of the man that you know as Hod Granger. Uh, 
the man that you were following for some time uh, who worked in the temple. He's been missing. That's my hold. If you see it, will you tell him Nina's look? Oh, of course, of course, I will. You know, you were nice to me. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sorry for your loss. I hope the city guards get their act together. Me too. Me too. I think back to what my brother said about taking care of it, and I'm like, no, no. He, he, w- he wouldn't. He, w- he wouldn't. And I, I walk, and I head back to the copper rabbit. The rest of you there, McGucket, Nate, you've got your skull and your free potion. Uh, I point at the sword and I'm like, well, how much is that? Mm, that there set you back 200 gold pieces, son. Mr. McGucket, I know a business person when I see them and I know you've no b- interest in haggling or having me go to and fro with you today, but... Oh, here it comes. I've heard tell of a blacksmith in town by the name of Gertie. And his eyes just squint. <laughs> and I have something of theirs I think you might be interested in. I reach into my uh, satchel and I pull out the fist from Gertie. Speaking of family heirlooms, I've heard tell from the horse's mouth that this... Oh, Gertie's a horse. The, uh, you said it, not me. But I've heard tell that this is the first thing they ever made. Uh, Magaka kind of just dips his head, but he's slowly just kind of rubbing the palms of his hands on his legs. And you just hear... (laughs) Do you know... Do you know how long I've been looking to get my hands on that fist? Mm. Son, Magokits, we are men and women of our word. You give me that fist, that sword's yours. Mr. McGucket, got yourself a deal. And I shake his hand. And you know what? Because I enjoyed that so much, uh, I'll take one of those little potiony boys off you. The potions are 70 gold pieces, but you do get a buy one, get one free. They're not greater healing potions. They're just slightly better healing potions. <laughs> a little time kind of passes. Is it me coming back? Is it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking fear show, apparently. <laughs> I'm just wondering, because there's no. something I want to do before going. Can I know what that is now? Oh yeah, I'm just going to put some of my ball bearings into that little pouch to get Yeah, I know, that's why you got that fucking pouch. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not dying off the ground. So hang on a second. You can do that. I'm also giving you inspiration because you sneaky, sneaky little rogue. <laughs> not such a pussy anymore, is she? <laughs> yeah, pussy <laughs> Um Just at that moment, Fia, you come back through the, the door and everyone kind of just looks kind of like, just kind of, again, kind of holding their breath. So I just walk in and I, I've crumpled that piece of paper away and in the little pouch I've put 15 ball bearings and I hand them over to Thane. Like, that's all I could get. Um, and then I go over to Festa and I give her her armour and then the last person I go over to then is Nate with his. Like with, with all you kind of getting ready and kind of the, the day kind of passing, uh, the kids are kind of like getting into trouble and Brilla's kind of chasing after them, you know, threatening to beat them with the copper rabbit. Uh, McGucket giving you all kind of the 
the old McGucket nod, gives Marilla kind of a hug and just says, well, if y'all are intent on burning down them rich folks' house, uh, well, well, I ain't going to stop you, but you better think of a way of getting out of the city because the the guards are going to be looking for you. Marilla, and he just tips the hat. He he's bundled up the rest of the stuff that was on the the, the table under the cloth, um, over his shoulder, and he heads out. He is he is right though. What do we need a plan for getting to the Flatstone Estate or getting out of the Flatstone Estate? Getting out of the city. Never mind, just getting there. Um, I mean, the estate is outside the city anyway. We burn it and run. I also assume they're rich, so they've got to have like secret passages, and also lots of things to steal. Oh my god. Emerald <clears throat> is just kind of rubbing her temples. <laughs> Look, it's either a smashing grab job, or it's arson. It can't be both. I I think I think the arson was me exaggerating. I think we'll if things go really badly, it might end in arson. But we have to save uh, Nana and Rash, and also Nate's wife. Merla is just staring wide eyed at Nate. It's 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 a very long story. Mm. Oh, I bet it is. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. Oh, you bet we will. <laughs> Would you know any way of us getting out of the city? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. We're not going to like it. Nate. And she heads into the kitchen. And the other idiots that follow Nate. She leads you through the kitchen uh, into a back kind of utility room. There is a rather large round manhole cover. She points down at the sewer. You want out of the city? This is your best chance. I think just before we go, I'll... Well, it's not going to smell any better. <laughs> it's definitely going to smell worse. I'm just going to say bye to Sykes very quickly. You head up to the room. Um, you give a knock on the door. There isn't an answer. He's lying in the bed. He's still asleep. Like, he's literally, like... he's The swelling has gone down a little bit, and he's breathing. Uh, okay. But he's asleep. <clears throat> I uh, I just kind of tiptoe over to the dresser beside his bed. I take out a piece of paper that Thane wrote several nights ago, leave it on the drawer, and I write, Fia, Hephaestus, and Nate, and I just put under it, if I'm not back. And then I leave, and I close the door. Merle is just kind of like, she's now kind of got her nose tucked into the crook <laughs> of, her, of her arm, and she's like, well... I go down. I hold out a torch to Hephaestus, if you wouldn't mind. I'll light it. Thank you. Make him back in one piece, you bastards. And Nathaniel, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And the, the manhole cover is just dragged uh, over. There's a wind kind of whipping towards you uh, down the tunnel, and it, it is carrying the wonderful pungent aroma of the sewer, but you're kind of used to it at this stage. And it does kind of ease this, this this journey a little bit. And there in the distance, you can just see, as the sun dips below the horizon, you can see the bars of this pipe leading out uh, into the open air. And in the distance, atop a hill, you see the lights on the Flatstone Estate. Is it even locked? <laughs> this is true. Like give it a little shimmy. It is locked. <laughs> okay, you gotta check. Worth checking. Okay, well, fair enough. I appreciate that, <clears throat> yeah. but it is locked. Yeah. Is... God damn it, I keep my city safe. <laughs> I <laughs> lock my sewers. Out of my sewer. <laughs> yeah. Is 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 there a lock that I could pick? Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a roll of a d twenty with advantage. 
and you can add your proficiency bonus. Okay. 15. You've actually kind of had to twist yourself out between the, one of the bars. Like, it's it's tight. Uh, we were able to, to kind of maneuver to get the lock. And you're all kind of watching Fia kind of, like, serpentine herself out through the bar a little bit, kind of sque- squeeze herself through, and then turn back a little bit. And she's kind of fiddling with the lock, and it pops open. You all manage to kind of clear uh, the little kind of moat that this uh, sewer waste is collecting in. You were, you're just going to head towards the Fatima estate? Thane gestures to the tree line and just kind of says, we should probably just, so we're not walking straight up the path, they'll probably see us. We have to go around to the side wall anyway, where Syke showed us that he got through. All right, you lead the way. It It's, like like I said, it's at the top of this hill and you're moving as quietly and as stealthily as possible uh, and you're going through the woods. Yeah, just in the tree line along the the, the wall. Okay. Yeah. I tell you what, give me a stealth check with disadvantage fear, just because you were kind of leading everyone through, and the four of you are trying to do it together. So rather than having you all roll separately, um, eighteen. With on Thane's suggestion of kind of moving by the tree line, uh, you, the four of you scurry in. You see a three-man patrol of guards making their way down from a winding road. I kind of tap me on the shoulder. I'm like, I could set a bonfire about a hundred feet away, and then when they run for that, we could. Yeah, do that. Then you just concentrate on a point um, mm-hmm. uh, and you focus and you all just see in the distance just flames erupt uh, and the three guards, on seeing it, uh, rush towards it. Right, rush the opposite direction. But okay, you're just, gonna, you're just bolting. Yeah. Okay. Stealthily. Give me a uh, another self-check for you with a disadvantage. Twelve. Um, you make it across, out of the tree line, across the road and into uh, the Flotsdam grounds, effectively. But you're not near the, the southeastern uh, wall, the one that uh, Sykes had said that he'd made his way out of. And just as ye are kind of almost at the cusp of the hill and you can just see the wall, you can see a second patrol of guards I put my hand, to your left. I put my hand up to get everyone's attention to, like, stop and point in the direction of the of the patrol. Oh, Christ. Um, like, literally, there's no way out of this. You're currently low on the hill, so they're, you're out of their sight at the moment, but when they come to this side of the wall, they're going to see you down. Can I, just in a panic, cast sleep in their direction? How much did you roll? 25. Oh, wait, if I cast a second level, I get two more. Ooh, uh, 29, 37. With kind of Fia holding her hand up kind of with a fist and just kind of gesturing to stop. And just looking over the rim of this hill, you see three more guards approaching. And without even a second thought, Hephaestus just stands up, stares at all three and just focuses her eyes on them. And all three drop. That was cool as fuck. Let's keep moving. Can I have another stealth check, please? Disadvantage again? Yep. Uh, 19. Well, yeah, there was a natural 20. <laughs> She's wasting these nat 20s. Like she does. Oh, <laughs> Just have to take Again, uh, on seeing them drop, kind of Fia gives Hephaestus a look and the four of you scurry. You're now kind of using the wall uh, to kind of hide under. Uh, and, and the wall is about 14 foot high. Occasionally you see a kind of a tree growing, but the tree's branches have been shaved away, like just to stop uh, people kind of skulking up one and climbing into the uh, the Flotsdam estate. Fia, as you round the next corner, you see the southeastern wall and that corner that Sykes was talking about. And even kind of following the, you've done this hundreds of times, following the perimeter and following that wall, you, you do, you see what he's talking about. 
where the wall connects, where these two walls meet, the hill slightly dips. Uh, so the foundation has had to be raised or there has to be a bit done to it. You will be able to manoeuvre in because parts of the foundation here are given away and parts of the wall here have crumbled. So there is actually a way over where the wall is only eight feet high. I pointed out to the rest of them that this is where we're going, this is where we're going over and start making my way to the kind four of, of you heading over to check it out. Yeah. Give me four of you. Give me athletics checks. Twelve. Five. Sixteen. Twelve. Um, the three of you uh, are able to kind of clamber over the wall a little bit. Uh, Festa <laughs> tries to get a foot but can't. And then kind of looking down the hill, you can see that the bonfire has gone out. I immediately like lie down flat on the wall and just drop my hand to her to like hoist her up. You can give me an athletics check with advantage. Eighteen. Uh, four of you are on the wall and over the other side and the estate is huge. There are tall, tall trees just sort of stretching across. You've never seen anything like this. There's a huge open courtyard with a gigantic fountain. Everything looks manicured to an inch of its life. Uh, and as you duck low to the ground and manoeuvre to the next tree, we cut back to the copper rabbit. Marilla is just, she's downstairs and she's teaching the kids their ABCs and the one, two, threes. Um, and kind of so she stops for a moment and she kind of looks upstairs. Sykes is roaring and Marilla runs uh, up the stairs. Marilla swings open the door to uh, Sykes's room and Sykes sits bolt right up. I sent them to a trap. Fia, as you look back over at the wall uh, and as the moons be kind of begin to rise, you see that the wall shifts and changes and out of it step guards. Oh. Well, well, well. That was far easier than I thought it would be. And stepping across the courtyard, uh, looking rather happy with himself, you see the pale weaselly, wrinkled grin of Norris Flatstone. Weapons down. Now. Or what? Uh, and out of the, out of one of the, the wings of the house, um, uh, March, Nana and Rash, uh, almost in unison with their steps. A guard has a blade to Nana's throat. Norris, you suck so much. And I just chuck my sword into the ground. I I take my cue from Thane and I lower my hands. I drop my bow. Shall we go inside? It's chilly. And the house is very warm. Well, where I'm going, it's warm. Where you're going, it's even colder. Shackles and the the guards approach very very slowly. Your hands are then kind of pulled and you're bound in these black iron shackles. Looking at them very very quickly, you see that they're etched in runes and sigils that look very familiar to the bars in the cell that you were in the warehouse with the faceless ones. With all four of you kind of with your hands bound and your legs chained, uh, you are led. And as you move towards Norris and the the, the courtyard uh, leading into the house. Just around the other side of the fountain, a figure stands. Well, Norris, you kept your end of the deal. 
and the shadow moves to the other side and pulls back the hood and you see the burnt, disfigured form of Ardat. His right face slightly charged, the eye scarred, uh, and he scowls as you're led inside. You have been listening to Romancing the Dungeon with Dermid as Thane Greyline, Louise as Fia Isidrim, Amber as Hephaestus Tenderson, and Sam as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight. I've been Declan, your DM, and we are getting so close to the end of season one. Make sure you're following us on social media at DA Dungeon, and you can always join our wonderful, wonderful community over on Discord. Just have a look for Romancing the Dungeon. Special thanks, as always, to Martin Ryan for our theme song, Love Chords. As always, we are back in two weeks' time and we will see you then. <laughs> no one's going to touch that. Oh, wait, oh. there we go. That's another one. No one touched Kane's <laughs> hard bones. So when she fingered you... <laughs> <laughs> Every man should try that at least once. Uh, <laughs> 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 you all just missed a festa, not a... <laughs> She's done it. Oh, my God, Nate. <laughs> Just try it. Just won't be here. Yeah, like we've established this. <laughs> Stick my flute up there. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the outtake.